I am so glad you decided to join me for the third episode of Single Scoops. Today, it's just me, JR. Hello, I am the youngest host of the K-Pop Sunday podcast and the group's resident boy group fan and K-drama obsessor. In today's episode, I'm going to be going through two K-dramas and one movie that I have recently finished, and by recently within the past three months or so, I would say. I'll give some information on them as well as what I thought about them. And I'll try to keep the spoilers to a minimum, but do know that this is not an entirely spoiler-free episode. So starting off, the first thing I'm going to talk about is a 2008 movie called Ride Away. It's directed by Im Sung-woon, and I couldn't actually find the writer's name, but this was an indie film, so it was difficult to find like a lot of really solid information on it. But it stars Han Hyo-ju and Lee Young-hoon. I'd actually never seen Lee Young-hoon in anything before, so that was interesting. I have seen Han Hyo-ju in a couple things before. I have this habit of scrolling through Asian Crush. That's a streaming service. A lot of their stuff is free with ads. I have like a smart TV so the smart hub has the option to add apps onto it and Asian Crush is one of the ones that I found a few years back and I really enjoy it. It has a lot of things that you won't see on stuff like Netflix and Hulu and Prime. A lot of really obscure stuff and that's what I love about it. So on weekends at like one in the morning I'll scroll through and pick something very obscure, at least obscure to me, and most of the times that's Korean movies and those are (laughs) Korean movies from before the 2010s and those just always stick out to me. There's like a weird nostalgia there and I recognized Han Hyoju's name and decided to watch it. To be clear though, Asian Crush also has television shows so I did watch Princess Hours or Gung on there. But yeah, right away. A quick synopsis is Han Hyoju's character Ha Jung moves to a new town and starts college. She quickly makes a friend but also another person she meets kind of becomes an enemy. At least at first there's some tension between her and Lee Young-kun's character, Suo. The two slowly become closer despite their past traumas, and there's just a lot of back and forth there. It's, it's one of those movies where it's like, these people are friends, but they're kind of not friends, and they're always dancing the line between being friends and actually being together, and will they be together? You never know. So this is where I will put a spoiler. This is not a happy movie, nor is the ending nice and fluffy. A lot of the movies I've seen on this streaming site and like in the 2010s, late 90s from South Korea, they're like this. The relationships are really rocky to begin with and their stories don't necessarily end on a happy note. And this movie is no exception to that. The actors are really good and it will make you feel things, I guess, but I can't tell you what exactly you will feel. (laughs) I'd say it's a 6 out of 10. I probably wouldn't watch it again just because it felt kind of futile in the end. You're just kind of left with a feeling of, oh, okay, that was interesting to say the least. I'm going to link their Asian wiki because it doesn't actually have a Wikipedia page, but I am going to link that because there is a trailer at the bottom of the page. And if you do want to watch it, it is available on Asian Crush. Okay, so moving on to the next thing, it's a drama and it's called Hello, It's Me, but I've also seen it as Hello Me, and this is a 2021 drama. It has 16 episodes, and it's actually based on the book Fantastic Girl by Kim Hae-jung, 
and it was directed by Yi Hyun Sok and written by Yoo Song Yi. It stars Choi Kang Hee and Kim Young Kwang and Yi Rae. A little synopsis quickly. The main character, played by Choi Kang Hee, is Ban Hani. She's a 30-something year old. She kind of feels like she's going nowhere. And at the very beginning, she gets fired from her supermarket job where she dresses up as a squid and dances around. It's very invigorating. But for the past 20 years, she feels like she's been at a standstill and the world is against her. After some pretty difficult events, she finds herself in a jail cell next to Kim Young Kwang's character, Han Yoo Hyun. And this is just their first meeting, but there will be several more before they actually become friends. After all that's resolved, she wakes up one day to find that her 17-year-old self, played by Ire, has somehow been transported to present day, and the three of them have to figure out how to send her 17-year-old self back in time. Now, okay, I will say this is not a perfect drama by far, but there is just so much heart in this show that I have to bring it up. I have to tell people about it. There's just this strong theme of learning to reconcile your current self with your old self and loving who you are, even if you haven't done everything that you thought you would have done by a certain age. And that really speaks to me. And I'm sure it speaks to a lot of other people, especially given how a lot of our lives were just put on a halt over this past year. And it's a nice exercise in self-love, I think. <laughs> But I will also preface this by saying that I love weird time travel-esque shows. Like, Go Back Couple is one of my favorite K-dramas. It was so well done. Really enjoyed it. But anyway, back to this show. The two standouts in this K-drama are Choi Kang-hee and Ire. They played off of each other so well, and I just enjoyed watching them help each other grow throughout the show, and I think that it was semi-believable that it was a 30-something-year-old version of her and her 17-year-old version of her interacting together, and it just... It was perfect casting in my opinion. Kim Young Kwang was the only actor in the leading cast that I knew well prior to watching this, so I didn't have a point of reference for the other two actresses. But after watching it, I am especially excited for what Ire does next because she was such a fantastic actress. Every time she was on the scene, I was just smiling. I thought she did a fantastic job of portraying a girl from the early 2000s, but she was also able to act like a teenager from this time period too, and I think she just did a really great job. I was very impressed with her acting. One thing that is really refreshing about this show is that even though Ban Hani and Han Yoo Hyun have a noticeable age gap, it's not really a factor in the relationship. And I've seen a few quote-unquote Nuna romances where the only conflict in the relationship is the fact that there is an age gap. And I've just been so tired of that. After watching multiple K-dramas where they do the same thing, I just, I, I don't have any desire to watch anymore. So I, the entire time I was watching this show, I was kind of concerned that there was going to be somebody who was like, wait, she's like eight years older than him. But that never happened. And I was really impressed by that. As far as the plot goes, there's a lot of weirdness at times, and I don't even want to acknowledge Amun Sok's character because I really didn't care for his story arc, and I don't think it added much to the plot. Amun Sok continually picks characters that I'm like, why did you choose that to be a character that you wanted to play, that you wanted to have on your filmography? That's my personal opinion on that. He's a good actor, I will give him that, but I just do not like the characters I have seen him play. <laughs> so hopefully he'll play something that I'll enjoy in a coming drama. 
The actual conflict was having to do with some like big company drama within and there was family problems because of it. And that was actually wrapped up pretty easily. And I wasn't upset at that because it's not a super heavy drama to begin with. So it didn't need to go really into all of the grit and grime of the corporate world. I think that was fine. Overall, I would say maybe a seven and a half. I think it's a really cute show and it has a lot of heart. And if you need something light and fluffy, I say give it a shot. Again, the trailer will be in the script and it's available on Netflix. So initially, I actually wanted to talk about 5K dramas slash movies when I wanted to set up this episode. But as I was writing, I was like, mm, maybe I should keep it short for the first one. So if you guys like these, I'll make them a couple shows slash movies longer. But for now, I'm going to finish it off with the 2020 K-drama School Nurse Files. Now this one, very short, only six episodes. Again, it's based on a book like the previous K-drama. This one is called School Nurse An Eun Young by Chung Se-rang. And actually the name of the K-drama in Korean is School Nurse An Eun Young, but the School Nurse Files is the English name. It's directed by Lee Kyung Mi and written by Lee Kyung Mi and Chung Se-rang. So this show stars Jung Yoo Mi and Nam Joo Hyuk, and it's a super short K-drama. Usually I've seen like two episode miniseries. I've never really seen anything between two and 12 episodes. So this was interesting to me. The K-drama follows the story of An Eun Young, played by Jung Yoo Mi, and she is a school nurse that has seen quote unquote jellies since she was a very small child. Now these jellies are little beings that share our world, though only a very select few people can see them. And I did want to mention that I was really impressed with how they integrated the CGI jellies into scenes. I thought it was pretty seamless for the most part. I say this for the most part because there are a few that are just such large scales that a TV show could not handle making them look well, but I think it really excels at the smaller jelly looking characters. The school she works for has many more jellies than your average place. So Eun takes it upon herself to protect the students and the school and all of the faculty. Namju Hyuk's character, Hong In Pyo, is a Chinese character teacher, and he's set to inherit the school because the founder, who has died by the time that we watch everything unfold, was his grandfather. As weirder and weirder occurrences start to plague the school, the two have to team up in order to keep everyone safe, but there seems to be something deeper than the two of them can handle. So will they be able to defeat it? Okay, so that's just a quick synopsis. There's a lot that happens. And I just want to say that this is a very weird one. One of the weirder ones I have seen while watching K-dramas for the past like six years. I remember it coming to Netflix last year and being kind of put off by the mature rating. But let me tell you something if you don't already know or if you don't watch K-dramas on Netflix regularly. I always forget that most K-dramas on there are rated way harsher than they need to be. And for this one, I would actually say that as far as American audiences go in terms of ratings, this would probably be a TV-14. So given that rating, I would say that this show is disturbing. And not in like a gory way or even necessarily a mental way, but in an oddly unsettling way, 
I almost didn't finish it because of this quality and that is coupled with the fact that some of the jellies are extremely ugly and you don't want to look at them. There's a lot of grossness, I will say, <laughs> to some of the jellies. I think also what made me so uneasy is the fact that a handful of times characters completely lose control of themselves and do repetitive behaviors that are just very unsettling and that type of thing freaks me out. I was already kind of a little bit on the fence. But coming off of that, my main issue actually is with how weird it is and how the show kind of expects you to know everything that's going on straight into it. I really had to go back and watch the first 10 minutes of the first episode because I wasn't sure if I had missed something. I was that confused. So I almost didn't finish it because of the weirdness and because I didn't really know what was going on. And they do rectify that a little bit down the line in some of the other episodes, but it's just so much and it's so bizarre that you're sitting there for those first two episodes like, what is going on? <laughs> but I did continue watching it because I really loved Jung Yoo Mi as Anan Young. She plays the quirky protective school nurse on a mission with such vigor that I had to keep watching for her and I'm so glad I did because she had some really incredible emotional scenes and those were the ones that really stood out to me. I just was so impressed with her acting. I had never seen her in anything prior to this so again I didn't have a point of reference for her work. I'm just glad that I ended up finishing it because I thought she did an incredible job. Also it was really refreshing to watch Namjoo Hyuk play a character that was not some heartthrob aloof kind of character that you kind of have to like warm up to. In a way he was still aloof and a little bit crotchety honestly but he just played it so well that it sent me down his filmography rabbit hole. And I've actually seen most of his work but there were a couple things that I hadn't seen. I watched Josie, which was a movie that came out last year, I believe. Did not like that one. And I also watched The Light in Your Eyes, which again, I was really frustrated with that one because of some of the supposed time travel elements that aren't necessarily time travel elements. Maybe that one I'll put in another episode. Yeah, I really enjoy his acting and I think it was so interesting to watch him play a character so outside of his kind of typecast I guess you could say. Yeah if you have the stomach for it I think you should definitely at least try the show out. There is not a whole ton of plot and what plot there is it's kind of difficult to follow but there are a lot of interesting parts and I think that makes it worth it. So I would give this one a 7 out of 10 and of course I will have the trailer in the script and it's available on Netflix if you want to watch it. Anyway, that's all of them. Thank you for listening. I hope you like this format because I would love to do more. I could talk about this type of thing for hours. And if you did enjoy it, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about our podcasts. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow The Sunbase on our Twitter, which is at KpopSunbase, or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Thanks, everyone. Bye.